Thank you for tuning into Calvary Life Keller's weekly sermon podcast. We hope you are encouraged and challenged in your personal relationship with Jesus. For more information about our service times and locations, please visit us at www.calvarylife.us. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely the goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever, forever. So I'm going to speak to you today on the topic of peace in the valley. Peace in your valley. Let's go before the Lord. Father, we just thank you, Lord, just uh, just being our Father, Lord, and um, you have a plan today, Lord God, and I, I know that you are going to fulfill those plans, and we come with expe- expectations, Lord God. I know you will exceed our expectations today, Lord God. Have your way in this place, Lord God. I give this message over to you, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity to minister your word, Lord. I pray that your, your word becomes flesh today, Lord. Think with my mind and speak through my vocal cords today, Lord God. We don't want regular church. We don't want regular church. We want to see you move in this place. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give him some praise. Yes. Hallelujah. You may continue to stand for the rest of the service. No take. So we are in a series called The Power of His Presence, The Power of God's Presence, The Power of His Presence, The Power. When you are in God's presence, His presence changes things. I mean, the power of God. I don't know if you believe that or not, but His power, the power of His presence changes things. God turns, He turns um, um, darkness into light. So that means any place that he steps into, it lights up. I mean, just being in his presence, I I come to a point in my life that's I just want to just dwell in his presence. I want to walk in his presence. Nothing else makes sense to me unless I'm walking in the presence of God. I mean, I I have to tell you that the, um, the purpose of our life is to pursue his presence. And not just when we need him, in all times, in all seasons, we are to pursue his presence. We are to walk in his presence. That is the reason why we are created, is to pursue him. He wants us to pursue him. He wants us to pursue him with passion. Amen? See, the presence of of God is real. It's real, and it's tangible. You know what that means? You get something out of it. If you are in need of healing, healing is in his presence. If you're in need of breakthrough, breakthrough is in in his presence. If you need wisdom, wisdom is in his presence. Revelation is in his presence. Amen? God created us to pursue him. He's always trying to draw his people closer to him. But I truly believe for some people, they don't realize what's available to them. And and so we don't have enough hunger 
to pursue God. So then we settle for less. I don't know about you. I don't want to settle for less. I come here to expect from God. And I know he's going to come through. I don't want to settle for less. Amen. But I, but I came here to tell you the level of your hunger will determine the increase of his presence in your life. Yeah. Amen. So if you, are, if you want more, more of God's presence, you have to up your hunger. You have to increase your hunger. You have to pursue him. God loves to be pursued, right? He loves us to chase after him. That's why he said, he talked about David. He said, David is the man after my own heart. That means David kept showing up. This is the way I want my life to be. I just want to keep showing up. No matter what's going on in my life, I'm going to keep showing up. When, when, when things are upside down, I'm going to keep showing up. When things are going well, I'm going to keep showing up. Amen. I'm just going to keep showing up. So God was saying about me, Gwenmar is a man after my own heart because he keeps showing up. Every time I turn around, he is there. He's asking me for something. He's asking me what's, in, what's, in, what's on my heart. He's, he's asking to be used. I'm going to just keep showing up. Yeah. I want to dwell in his presence. I don't know about you. See, I want, to, I want us to be a church, right, who pursues the presence of God Amen. and gets something out of it. Amen. Amen. I want to be a church that, who, who knows what's available to them, to them in his presence. Yeah. I want to be that type of church who comes to church, was hungry for his presence, is hungry for his presence, and won't settle for anything less. Is this that church? Can we be that church? Oh, man, I think you're, you're, you're warming up a little bit. Your, your hunger is growing right now. I'm hoping that it, it grows even more. I want us to be that church who hungers and thirsts after his presence. Hallelujah. Are we that church? So... So in our text, here's, here's David. And I find, found this text extremely powerful. I know it is. We all know that. But I just got new revelation in this text. Some of you already know, especially the Bible scholars, you probably already know this. But what I found this text so in interesting is that David had peace in the valley. He had peace in the valley. Usually, uh, uh, it's uh, spiritual-wise, um, the uh, valley is considered a dry place. It's a dry season. We all go through dry seasons. So you may be on a mountaintop right now, but I'm here to tell you, it's not a downer, but you are eventually going to come down from the mountain. Because the real ministry is in the valley. Right? So you may be in a valley of certainty. You may be in the valley of the unknown. You may be in the valley of, of a new beginning. You may be in the valley of detours, but God's saying you need to have peace in your valley. Peace in your valley. So when we refer to the mountaintops, it's just when, when things are, are going really well, right? You know, where you clearly hear the voice of God, right? You just clearly hear God speaking to you. And it's, 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 you know, it's easy to get a word from the Lord, right? But the word that you get is to be used in the valley. I mean, just like when Moses went up to the mountain to, to hear from the Lord, right? He, the, the Lord gave him the Ten Commandments. But it was a lot of stuff going on in the valley. I mean, the people, in the, in, you know, were just acting crazy, building the golden calf. I mean, they were just acting up. It was just a lot of chaos going on in the valley. Amen. So eventually Moses had to come down to implement the Ten Commandments. Amen. See, God will always lead us into a messy situation. Just, just messy. He will always call us to a messy situation, right? Because he would get a word from, from him and then he would, he would tell us to implement that word in that messy situation. Are you with me? Yes. I mean, just think about Jesus' life as he walked on earth, right? Where did he go? He went into messy situations where people were sick, right? Possessed by demons, Right? I mean, he was just, he went around healing people, encouraging people, rebuking the, the, uh, the religious leaders. Amen. He always was in messy situations. Amen. 
So God will always send you to a messy situation. Welcome to Calvary Life. Welcome to Calvary Life. Love the church, but it's messy. It's messy because all of us is here. We're in some mess right now. How many are in some mess right now? Yeah, God's got a word for your mess. He's got a, he's, he's got a word for your mess. Yes, legs, legs and everything. Leg, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so the valley is very important. The valley is where we learn how to fight battles. Right? It's where our gifts are developed. Attitudes are adjusted. Right? So almost all of us will go through, all of us will go through a mountain experience as well as a valley experience. So my job today, my assignment today is to really talk about how to walk in peace. How to walk in peace. How many want more peace in their life? They say, I just need, I just need a little more peace. I just want some more, more peace. Yeah. So your peace will always be challenged. It will always be challenged. Always. So we have to learn. First, we have to learn where, the, where you find your peace. The source of your peace, I should say. So where is the source of your peace? So that's the, one, the first thing we're going to go over. So how do you, how do you define peace? I, I guess that's the better question. Like, how do you define peace? I know when we went to San Diego last year and I was, we were at the beach, I mean, the hotel room, as soon as we woke up, we, we looked out the window, it was just water. The beach. We, we walked the beach, and that was so peaceful. That was amazing. I was just like, wow, wouldn't it be nice just to wake up on the beach every day? So how do you define peace when everything's calm, right? The ki no kids in the house, right? You have to have the house to yourself. You can do whatever you want with no noise. When everything's calm, is, is that how you define? How do you define peace in your life? How do you define peace? Right? So peace is a valuable thing. It's, it's so valuable, like the, the world go to extremes to get it. I mean, I mean some, some people uh, pursue money, fame. Some people use drugs, right? With all that effort, they found one thing. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's because we can never find peace, right, in, in, in sin in, this, in the world ways. The world does, cannot give us peace. The world cannot give us peace. No one else can give you peace. The world cannot give us peace. Peace. There's only one way to enjoy true peace. It's out of John 14, 27, where Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. See, this is different. This is a different type of peace. This is not the same peace uh, the world offers us, right? See, some people look, search for peace in wrong places. Jesus said, this is not as the world, this is not the peace I, I'm giving you, not as the, as the world's giving you. No, this is, this, is, this is different. This is a different type of peace. You remember when Jesus met the woman at the well, right? He, he, uh, he offered her a, a, a cup of water. See, this is, a, this is a different type of water. See, he, he challenged where she was getting her peace from. She challenged who she was getting her peace from. He was, she was talking about, he was talking about all her husbands and, and, and all that, you, you know. So he was just like, no, 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 drink this. Drink this. This is the source of your peace. I am the source of your peace. Christ is the source of our peace. Amen. So when she was to drink this cup, she would never thirst again. And she will always remember where her peace came from. 
Amen. She'll go back to those men and say, no, 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 no. You can't give me peace. You can't give me peace. We have to get an attitude and say that if the world didn't give me peace, the world can't take it away. So if you get if you know that your peace is from the Lord, because Jesus is the prince of he is the prince of and he has said to all of us that I leave you peace. He already left us peace. The Holy Spirit's working in us, right? Trying to instill peace in us. He said, I leave, I've left you peace. Amen. So this type of peace is different. It's not like the world, right? It's not what the world has to offer. This peace is different. Through his peace, we can live free from anxiety, free from depression, free from lack. Amen. This is a different type of peace. So we, you can live in peace. Jesus died to give it to you. He died to give us peace. He told the disciples, hey, listen, listen, I got to go. I got to go. So that way the helper can come and be with everyone. The helper is the, is the source of our peace. Amen. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, I got to go so that way every one of us can have peace. Everyone can have peace. Talk to me. Talk to me. You can take your peace back. You can take your peace back. So it's amazing. That's David. Right? He had peace in the valley. He wasn't on the beach in San Diego. He wasn't looking at the water. He didn't wake up and just saw the, the waves and water, the, the nice, lovely beach. No, he was in the valley. He was in the valley. And he still had peace. He said, That's, this is amazing. I want to I live my life like that. And then he was literally, he was in the valley, and then he was singing a song. Psalms 23 is a song to the Lord, right? I'm not going to sing it because you all may leave the church, but, it's, but this is a song, right? He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's walking through the valley singing a song to the Lord. He was worshiping the Lord in the valley. See, some of us only worship God when things are right, but he was, working in the, he was worshiping the Lord when things were dry. He's worshiping. He's singing a song to the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. See, he knew who was the source of his peace. So he was singing it to him. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Man, it's an, it an amazing song of peace. See, some people have trusted God to save them from eternity, but they don't have peace he will provide for them. <sighs> so look how God, I, I love this part. Just look how God imparted peace into David. David says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He makes me lie down in green pastures. So as a shepherd, right, he lead, shepherd always guides, leads, right, feeds, provides, and protects its sheep. So David was saying that he makes me lie down in green, green pastures. That, so, so that means that, that God was his dwelling place. Like God was his dwelling place. A place where, where God can provide for him. A place that, place that God can, um, um, you know, feed him. A place that God can renew his strength. He renew his strength. Are you with me? So, so when we develop a lifestyle of, of making the Lord our dwelling place, we live in peace. We, li we, we live in peace. God is our, our dwelling place. God is our our dwelling place. We can, we can live in peace. Isn't that amazing? 
See, this was, a, this was a time for spiritual refreshment, right? God made, met David's spiritual needs. So the cares and the struggles of this world can leave us exhausted. So this is a time for refreshing and a renewing, right? Peace is a renewed strength from God. Peace is a renewed strength from God. I want you to say it to someone. Peace is a renewed strength from God. It says it in Psalms 29, 11. It says, the Lord will give you strength to his people. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. So peace is a renewed strength from God. God is saying to some people here today, I am renewing your strength. He says just to rest. God is God wants to be your dwelling place. God wants to be your refuge. He's saying that I'm going to uh, set a place for you where you can just rest. Get away from all the chaos and just rest. So that way I can instill that peace in, in you. Amen. Something is still in your peace. Right. I want to be your dwelling place. Amen. So God is saying to someone, I'm going to renew your strength right now. I'm going to renew your strength. If you don't get anything else from this message, know this, that God will renew your strength. Amen. Renew your strength. Amen. Sometimes, sometimes we're so busy and God can't get a hold to us. He's saying, just rest. Just rest. Rest in my spirit. Rest. Lie down in green pastures. Just rest. I will provide for you. I know you have doubts, but I will provide for you. I will come through. I will meet your needs. Just rest. I have so many things I want to share with you. Just rest. I want to renew your strength. Because when you get up, you'll be better than before. When you get up, you have more wisdom. Amen. You have more purpose. Amen. You would know that I am your shepherd. I want to, I'm going to renew your strength. Just lie down. Just lie down and just rest. He's speaking to someone today. You're too busy. Lie down and rest. He has so much more he want to say to you. Amen? He's not done with you yet. He's going to repurpose someone today. I'm going to renew your strength. I'm going to renew your strength like never before. You're going to be bigger and stronger like never before. You're going to be stronger to fight the giants that will face you in the future. Amen? I'm going to renew your strength. Is anyone going with me today? He said, I'm going to renew your strength. So we must find a source of our strength, of our peace. If we look to the world to give us peace, that's not real peace. You will get disappointed. You will get, honestly, you will get disappointed. I can't give myself peace because I know how to get myself in trouble. So why would I go to myself to find peace? The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He's the one that will instill peace in me. He's the one that, that holds my peace. Jesus is the prince of peace. He is my source. I got to keep showing up. I got to keep showing up. I got to keep showing up to talk to the source. I got to keep showing up and worshiping the source. I got to keep showing up so he can renew my strength. Every day is an opportunity for the Lord to renew our strength. Some people are in a tough season right now. God's saying, I'm going to renew your, renew your strength. I'm, you, you're going to look different. You're going to walk different. Hallelujah. So find the source of your peace. Jesus is the source of our peace. And then the second thing we have to do, we have to hold our peace. Amen. Amen. That means don't give it away. Sometimes we give our, our peace away to pressure and to people. Oh, yeah. We just give our peace away to pressure and to people. I think this is amazing. This is an amazing song. He said, he, um, uh, as David was singing, he says, he says, uh, he leads me in a path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley in a shadow of death, 
I feel no evil. I feel no evil. I fear no evil. So, so he leads me in a path of righteousness for his namesake. That means righteous path can still have valleys and shadows. So he's saying that he leads me on path of righteousness, but I'm not going to fear any evil. So, so that means righteous paths can still have valleys and shadows. So that means you can be on the right path with God and still face opposition. You will still face opposition, but you are, it doesn't mean you're not on the right path. And some, with some of us, when we face challenges in our life, we think that we're not on the right, right path, and then we lose our peace. You know, here's David. He's walking through the valley. He's walking through the valley. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm serving God. I'm, 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 serving, I'm, I'm serving God with his namesake. I'm, I walk through the valley with shallow death. I fear no evil. I'm on the right path. I just need to have peace, peace to keep going. I'm on the right path. I'm, I just need peace. No matter what's going on in my life, I'm still on the right path. I may face opposition. I may face challenges in my life, but I'm still on the right path. Oh, man, I, I think I got one or two people going with me, but, so, but it's okay, right? So David was on the right path for his namesake. God met David's directional needs. See, sheep are prone to wander <laughs> and become lost, right? So we all need guidance, Amen. But walking in the presence of God leads us along the right path in life, and he reroutes us when we need it. So God's saying to us, stay on the right path. Just stay on the right path. Maybe you are in a rerouting season. Maybe you've gone a different direction. But God said, I'm about to reroute you. I'm about to reroute you, and it's going to be better. So maybe you got off the right path. Maybe you got off the right path. You lost focus. Stop pursuing your dream. God say, now is the time to pick it back up. Pick it back up. Ah, oh, yes. So don't, we can't lose our peace in dealing with people. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I have to deal with all of you. <laughs> and y'all have to deal with me. Don't lose your peace in dealing with people. Here's what the Lord is saying. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. You shall hold your peace. I remember one time uh, years, years ago in, in Connecticut, um, I was teaching this class. For whatever reason, was on peace, right? See, my problem, y'all, is I talk too much. That's my problem. I talk too much. It was a great class. I was just like, man. I said, no one would ever take my peace from me, right? I'll never give my peace away, right? World didn't give it to me, right? The world can't take it back. You didn't give it to me, you can't take it back. I was telling, encouraging the people, don't let anyone, anything to take your peace. Everyone was going crazy. They was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, no one's going to take my peace away. It was a great, great class. Man, it was awesome. Because what you speak will always be challenged. What you confess will always be challenged. Your peace will always be challenged. So I get home, I get home, right? Um, we lend a family member a car, and they had a three-car accident, right? So the people wind up suing me. So I had to go to court, right, and face all these people, and family member never showed up. So I, I showed up every court date, right? And it was my lawyer and, like, four other lawyers, right? And, you know, you would think that they would have some, you know, they would feel bad for me a, a little bit. And, you know, uh, you know, knowing that I'm here showing up, it wasn't my fault, right? It was family members' fault, but the family members not showing up, right? Oh, no, these lawyers were rough. They were rough, man. They were just like, they were, they were like trying to destroy family members' character. And then they started coming at me. And it's like, why are you not suing that family member? You know, uh, it's admirable that you're here showing up. But, you know, what? one lawyer looked at me, he said, well, someone has to pay. Someone's going to pay. You're going to pay. And I just looked at I was just like, I mean, the way he said it, it's like I wanted to pray for him. 
I wanted to, I wanted to lay hands on them. You know that ministry, we love that, right? That laying of the hands ministry. I wanted to bless him. I wanted to bless him. Y'all, I, I thought I was delivered from cussing. Like in my mind, I was cussing him out. Then I was going after all the other lords. They didn't even say anything to me. I started cussing this person, cussing that person, cussing that. The Holy Spirit said, be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet. Repeating it to me. As often, things that were said in the court, Holy Spirit said, just say it. Just say it. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. So, sure enough, they sued me, right? That's for a lot of money. It's like, oh my goodness, what are, what are we going to do? So then, the lawyer that actually had the case, or the lawyer that sued me, called me to remind me where to send payments. <laughs> so then he proceeded to ask me, he said, hey, let me ask you a question. He said, not once, I noticed not once you didn't talk badly about your family member. Not once, right, you said anything negative. Um, they tried to get you to, to sue them. You, you, didn't even, you didn't even want to even go down that route. He said, that, I find that very interesting. He said, because I'm having a challenge with one of my family members. True story, right? So I talked to the lawyer that sued me for two hours on the phone. Wow. It's ministering to him, right? So it gets better. So a couple of months later, probably, roughly, he, I get another call from him. And the, First thing he says, he said, first, I want to thank you for your counsel. I reconcile with that family member, right? And so, and I have to tell you, I'm closing my firm, and I don't know where you're supposed to send your payments. Let me tell you, the lawsuit was wiped away. It was wiped away. When you hold your peace, God will fight your battles. i say it again. When you hold your peace, God will fight your battles. God's saying to you right now, hold your peace. Hold your peace. No circumstance has given it to you. The world did not give it to you. Those lawyers didn't give it to you. Hold your peace. I gave it to you. Just hold your peace. Don't give your peace away. Amen. He said, when you hold your peace, I will fight your battles. God is saying to someone today, I don't know what you're going through right now. He's saying to you, hold your peace. Hold your peace. Hold your peace. You're looking for God to resolve the issue in your life. He's saying, hold your peace, and I'll fight the battle. I'll fight your battles for you. Because God always wants us to pursue him. Amen. Because he, he's going to show up in our lives. He wants to draw us closer together. He says, I will fight your battles. You just hold your peace. So in this, Moses was, was encouraging the people. This is Moses talking in Exodus 14, 14. He's saying that, because he's, he's saying that um, holding your peace is, is different from being silent. It's, it may be similar, but it's different from being silent. It doesn't mean to be to um, uh, not to be active participant or to be passive, right? It's to just how you respond when you face adversity. It's to hold your peace. Hold your peace. Tell somebody to hold your peace. So the power of holding your peace is found in whole, holy calmness of spirit. If we do, we have that graphic. Do we have that? Amen. So I'm going to read uh, Mark 4, 39, 40 until they get that graph ready. So then he rose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And when the wind ceased, there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you fearful? How is that you have no faith? So this may not look like a peaceful picture, but this is what 
the Lord want our life lives to be like, right? So I, I want to I make two points here. Everyone can see that picture. If you, if you can't really see it, this picture in your mind of Jesus in a boat with the disciples, right? And he's just laying in a boat just chilling, right? So just let's just first let's just talk about going, what's going on, right? So, he, uh, so there's a storm going on. And so the disciples was, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, the, and the disciples, right, woke Jesus up from his nap. I love preaching about on this text. It's just because it has so many life lessons, right? I can't get away from this. It has so many life lessons. So they wake Jesus up from his nap, right, because they were worried about the storm. And he's, these are individuals that walk with them. They saw the miracles that he performed. They heard the words from, from Jesus. And now, so they decided to wake him up because of worry and fear. Amen. This is, if you look at the disciples, this is the picture of our lives sometime, right? So when we face adverse, when we face storms, right, we're trying to wake God up. God, where are you? Where are you? Don't you see what's going on in our lives? Where are you? Where are you? So this is a good picture of sometimes how we react when we face adversity, right? So here, but Jesus is in the boat with them. He's in the boat with them. Right. So I believe when Jesus woke up and he calmed the storm, he says to the storm, peace, be still. Right. And he challenged them. He, he says to them, um, like, why is it that you have no faith? I believe that Jesus was more bothered by the internal storms rather than the external storm. It's the raging emotions that 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 we have sometimes the raging emotions that the disciples were having just like hey but how is it that you have no faith you've been with me all this time i've been speak, preaching about faith i've demonstrated what faith is, is like others you've seen that got healed demonstrated faith how do how do you how do you get to this point now where you don't have any faith where i'm in the boat with you if we believe in the promise that god made with us he says I will be with you. I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's not just there, right? He will manifest his presence in your life. He's not just there. He will manifest his presence. He will manifest his power in his life. He said, how do you get to this point? I believe he was more bothered by the internal storm, right, rather than the external storm. Because sometimes we get so bothered by things we can't control. Things can, so you saw what he did. He woke up and he rebuked the wind. He rebuked the storms, right? But, but sometimes we still have all these emotions going on, right? So it, I believe he was more bothered by that. He was more bothered by that. So, so God wants to calm the internal storms that we have. Are you with me? So, Looking at, continue with this picture. So the first point that I want to make is that peace, well, worry is the enemy to peace. Worry is the enemy to peace. When we choose worry over faith, we will not live in peace. When we choose worry over faith, we will not live in peace. Amen? Because worry is the enemy to peace. Because you can't have worry, you can't have them both. You can't have worry, right, and be peaceful at the same time. It just don't, it don't go together. They're enemies. They're enemies. They're at odds. They're at odds. Worry steals your peace. Worry steals your peace. He's like, oh, pastor, you, you're kind of getting carried away when we all worry. Yeah, because we, we have an enemy and we have, we have a flesh, right, that's trying to get the best of us, that's trying to win the war. Yes, of course we all worry, but God's saying, Jesus said, I am the prince of peace. I have left you peace, 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 peace. Everyone said peace. 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 And the second thing, my second point, is this. Let's reverse this. So now that we discovered, now that we know 
that we have peace. Jesus died and he left us peace. We now have the Holy Spirit. Now he wants us to lay calmly in the midst of the storm. So, so we must do this. We must guard our peace. Because now the disciples is people around us, right? Where they're trying to steal your peace. Let's look at the picture. This is you laying in the boat calmly, just peacefully, while all the storms going on, and everyone around you is going, ah! Or it can just be people, right? Because some, some people have a PhD, right, in uh, chaotic behavior. So they're like storms swooping in your life, right, trying to steal your peace. And the Lord is saying, you must guard your peace. You must guard your peace. Don't just let anyone come into your life, right, and, and, and do whatever they want to do with their, except their type of behavior. No, 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 no. You don't even got to get spiritual. You don't have to do what Jesus said, did and said, peace, be still. You say, peace, get out. The Lord is saying, guard your peace, guard your peace, guard your peace. The enemy is after your peace, and he sends people in your life to try to steal your peace. Is anyone going with me today? It's almost over. It's almost over. Uh, But is anyone going with me today? The Lord is saying to guard your peace. Worry steals your peace. People steals your peace. Amen. If If you let it, pressure can steal your peace. God is saying, I am the Prince of Peace. And David said, no, 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 no. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I, I shall not want. I shall not want from the world. I shall not want for anyone. Amen? Like, my, I love my wife to death, but she doesn't give me peace. My peace comes from, from the Lord. I don't give her peace. The peace, her peace comes from the Lord. Amen? Stop looking for people to give you peace. It's going to run out because it ain't real peace. It's not real peace. It's fabricated. It's not real peace. It's a bootleg peace. It's not real peace. It's going to run. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't act the same. It won't benefit you in the long run. Are you with me? Will anyone steal your peace? I'm going to leave you with this. For some people, the Lord is saying, take back your peace. I'm going to close with this. I'd like to talk better with you. So Colossians 3.15 says, and let the peace of God <laughs> rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thanked. And be thankful. So God is saying to some people to take back your peace. Take back your peace. Take back your peace. And the one way to do that is to go back where you lost it. You go back where you lost it. Go back to those moments where you lost it. Go back to that situation that you know that stole your peace. And then he is saying, make me your refuge. When you're there, make me your refuge. Give it to me right now. Make me your refuge. Make me your dwelling place. Because in my presence, there's healing. In my presence, is joy. In my presence, Amazing thing happens. Presence of God is tangible. You get something out of it. He says, make me your dwelling place. Go back to the place that you lost. Then when when you get it back, you hold on to it. And you know who's your source. You know who's your source. Go take your peace back. God is saying to someone today, go take your peace back. And then he is saying that refuse to get entertained by the three threats of the enemy. 
worry, doubt, fear. Worry, doubt, fear. Those are the three things that can steal your peace. Refuse to entertain it. We may feel that way for a moment, but say, oh, no, 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 no. Doubt? You didn't give me peace. Why am I doubting right now? Why am I fearful right now? God said he did not give us the spirit of fear. <laughs> what did he give us? Peace. He gave us peace. He gave us peace. This is different. This is a different type of peace. Some of us are not used to this type of peace. That's why God said, make me your ref refuge. Make me your dwelling place. You will experience a different type of peace, right? You wouldn't want any type of peace, anything. You would know that everything else that was given to you, that was offered to you, was fake. It was fake. It was a lie. This is a different type of peace. Some of us will search for peace in wrong places. When you see people abuse drugs, then what are they looking for? Peace. No, I said, that's the wrong place. I'll give, I'll give you better. I'll give you a peace that will last forever. We all should think of our lives like the woman at the well. Because Jesus is offering us the real type of peace. Real life. True life. True peace. Something that would never run out. The peace of God will never, the peace of God will never run out. Will never run out. He's saying to someone, drink today. Make me your refuge. Drink today from this well of peace. Somebody shout peace. son who died for you he left you this type of peace he says you have the strength and the power not to allow anything or anyone to steal your peace and then you know the anointing that you have in your life oh yeah you have the power to get up and rebuke and rebuke the storms and rebuke the wind and rebuke chaos in your life. Some people need to rebuke chaos in your life. No, 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 no. Some, some, Sometimes God's waiting for us to rebuke the enemy that he already defeated, that has no power over your life. Hey, he's trying to come in and steal your peace. You have words. You have words in your mouth that I've given you. You have power in your mouth that, that I've get, given you. Rebuke the enemy's plans. Cast it out. Oh, you can't have your way in my life. You can't have my peace. I may be walking through a valley right now. Things are dry. Things are dry. promise look like it's not going to happen. Things are dry. But you can't steal my peace. I have peace knowing that God is with me. I have peace knowing that God is with me. I don't know. It's one of the most challenging 
times of our lives seem like I said that last year. I said that a year before. But it's true. My wife just lost her grandmother. My mom is ill. We went to Connecticut. We're running back and forth to the hospital. We run the church. And it just seems like it's just dry. It just seems like what plan that God has for us don't look like it's coming to pass. Before you preach something, you gotta make sure you walk on it first. God's like, where's that peace? if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He is the Prince of Peace. He's going to calm the storms in your life because you've been in some mess. And he's pulling you out of that mess. He's pulling you, pulling you out of obscurity today. And he's making you, he's, he's becoming your refuge today, your dwelling place today. If you don't know, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, oh, it's appropriate to put your hand up real high this morning. To say, I want that type of peace you're talking about. I want Jesus in my life. Hold it up nice and high. Hallelujah. And if you're if you're online, right? And if you um, received Jesus as your Lord and said, you want this type of peace, just contact us. There's a way to do that. We're showing it right now. The way to contact us. We're gonna show it one day. Uh, so just contact us and we want to pray for you. We have people here that will pray for you. So the first, the first call, uh, if I could just have some lights go down, this is a moment that we have. Let's get some lights go down this, this, this place. It's a moment for I'm going to call you up to the altar and get my altar team to come forward right now. And I want my altar team to pray for peace, peace, peace. I want to make a salvation call as, as well. If you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just come, just come to the altar right, right now. All of us, we're going to just worship him. We're going to have, we're just going to be working. Understand what the message said that, that Jesus is, is is your peace, but you, you, so you need more peace because you have so much stuff going on in, in your life. You don't want to be those people, right? You don't want to be that raging storms, right? The raging storm that well, sometimes people create chaos. We don't want to be that chaotic person. Okay, here's one thing: you can be in a peaceful environment. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's podcast. Thank you and have a blessed week.